This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. And we are back, hour number two, which in some cases might be hour one, depending upon how you're listening to our replay. We're going to do this again on Thanksgiving Day. So if you're listening to us on Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Dr. Kelly Victory with us today, Steve House as well. And for all of you listening, that maybe, again, we may change these hours up. All of Dr. Kelly's information is on the website, rushtoreason.com. She's got her entire page there with all of the different things we talk about. All of our past shows are there, credentials, you name it. It's all there. Dr. Kelly, I want to start with you this hour and go ahead and start into some of these questions that we have gotten. For those of you listening, by the way, text me your questions and I'll get them added to our list, 307-200-8222. So we've talked about this before and I wanted to get this in while Steve is still with us. And this is this whole topic around blood transfusions. And I've had several listeners. It continues to be a topic where, you know, folks are worried or they've been in a situation where there potentially is a blood transfusion that may be coming their way or they may need one. And there's a lot of, I think, confusion and and fear around blood transfusions, because as far as I'm concerned, I think Dr. Kelly and Steve, you guys would both agree the blood supply we have right now is contaminated when it comes to virgin, non-vaccinated blood. Am I right? Well, unfortunately, yes, you are. And I've had concern about this from the very beginning of the vaccine rollout um, because it was clear pretty early on that the Red Cross and hospitals were not differentiating between blood that was obtained from persons who were vaccinated for COVID and those who weren't. And the concern is that uh, these spike proteins, which are floating around in the bloodstream of vaccinated people, are highly toxic. We know that they are toxic in their own right to different tissues and result in a lot of things, including uh, blood clotting risk. Uh, so, yes, the blood supply was not been protected. Um, that said, we still don't know because the studies were never haven't been run. We haven't done any studies to show, you know, what happens to the spike proteins in blood that is uh, taken for transfusion. Do they precipitate out? Do they, uh, you know, do they coagulate? Do they end up causing the same sorts of uh, issues in the person who receives the transfusion as they would if they were native proteins produced by that individual and on and on. So the answer is that, yes, the blood supply uh, is contaminated, but I cannot say with any certainty what the ultimate risk mm -hmm. is uh, because the studies just haven't been done. Steve, we've talked about this even just you and I together without Dr. Kelly and Again, this is one of those uh, you know things that I think folks are nervous about, rightfully so, with what Dr. Kelly just said a moment ago. You are more on the admin side of things and can see things even from a different level than, of course, Kelly and I both can. What are your thoughts on this? 
Well, first and foremost, we just heard from Edward Dowd, a health insurance guru, a life insurance guru, that um, people between 25 and 44, their all-cause mortality has increased by 40% wow. in 2021, 22. So, you know, we're talking about deaths that just aren't predictable. I mean, it's going to kill the life insurance industry wow. because there's so many people wow. dying from, you know, sudden adult death syndrome. They made something up to call it that. So I think there's a tremendous amount of risk there. The second thing is there's been a couple of studies, and I, Kelly, you've probably seen these too, that are talking about skin-to-skin contact transfer of spike protein between a vaccinated person and unvaccinated. I don't know how legitimate those are, but certainly when you have the kind of, you know, unexplained deaths at rates of 35, 40% higher, you know, the, the, the this is just such a risk that what would you do to avoid that risk? I mean, that's a big number from 25 to 44. Yeah. Some of it's myocarditis, but how do you avoid getting the spike protein in your system knowing that some of those things are happening? Well, with regard to this issue, I'll take the second part first of vaccine shedding, the idea that that vaccinated people somehow are capable of transferring or shedding spike proteins to others. I have to say, of all the things to worry about with these vaccines, and there are many, um, I have not bought into the vaccine shedding piece, primarily because I just haven't read any compelling research studies that prove it yet. I'm not saying that it can't happen. But I'm, I, I don't understand the method through which it's happening. I mean, you're not, what are you, like exuding them through your skin? Are you exhaling them? Are they supposedly coming out in, in you know, saliva and blood and semen? I, I, what is the process through which you are supposedly shedding them? It, is, it has not been made clear to me. So I am not buying into that as yet. Uh, with regard to the issues, and we've known now, since you know, the, the CEO of one of the largest life insurance uh, companies produced this data back in you know a year ago now uh, in January came out and said that there's a 40 percent increase in all cause mortality and they're freaking out because they're they're uh, life insurers and they don't think they can pay out the claims for all these people who are yeah. dying. It wasn't a part of their original of actuaries at all. Yes, no. and, it, and then it turned right. out it wasn't just a single a single company. It's been replicated mm. by all the major life insurers. But we add on that, as I said, these very, very concerning decreases in birth rates around the world. Mm. Then you look at the uh, disability claims are up 300%. When you add all of this together, and no one is looking at it, the reality is this. We had enough data, enough concerning adverse event data, including deaths, uh, that were potentially associated with COVID vaccines by the end of January of 2021. By the end of the first month, we had over a thousand potential associated deaths. The vaccine should have been pulled at that time. Yeah. If you go back to 1976 with the swine flu vaccine, that vaccine was pulled from the market after there were 25, two five potential associated deaths. Now, Fast forward to COVID, we had well over a thousand in the first four weeks, yet they turned a blind eye and they just kept pushing them. Here we are now, November of 2022. They are still out there saying safe and effective, safe and effective when we don't have any idea. First of all, we know they're not effective. Right. Uh, and all the vaccine manufacturers, the CDC, the FDA, all acknowledge that the vaccines, quote unquote, do not stop you from contracting COVID and they don't stop you from spreading it to others. So the only remaining claim that they have had is that the vaccines decrease your risk of serious illness, 
hospitalization, or death. Yet there isn't a single study that actually bears that out. So from the people who have been pushing, follow the science, follow the science, I would say, where's the science? You had one remaining claim that you keep making over and over again, yet you have not produced a single study to back that up. So I, I think that truly these things should have been pulled from the market. I think ultimately we're now starting to see the very first criminal lawsuits being filed uh, Switzerland just filed a class action lawsuit against Swiss Medic, which is essentially their regulatory body would be similar to, to suing the FDA in the United States. They have sued them for criminal negligence and said that these vaccines are the greatest threat to humanity that mm. has ever occurred in mm. history. Wow, that's huge. It really is huge. Yeah. Um, Dr. Kelly, one thing, too, that and this, again, is another one that continues to come up and I think there's still some confusion around it, and, and this might even be a – I want to get this one in while Steve's with us as well. If somebody were you know, going to have an operation, they wanted to make sure they had some of their own blood banked just to make sure if anything were to happen, they've got that handled. Is that something that can be done? Do hospitals do that? Is there a protocol for that? Is that something they don't do, period? How would somebody go about doing that, Dr. Kelly? We've talked about this in the past, and there's no great answer, uh, John. Uh, First of all, you could only do it if you were doing it well in advance of a scheduled surgery. You know, so in in most most elective surgeries, you know, you're going to have a hysterectomy or your gallbladder out or even open-heart surgery. Those surgeries are generally not associated with the need to get a blood transfusion. It's the unexpected surgeries when you have a trauma uh, or something like that when you are likely to end up with something where you have extensive bleeding during the surgery and therefore would need a transfusion, and those are ones you can't predict. So you're in a little bit of a pickle. If you're going in to get your knee replaced or or have a hysterectomy, you're going to lose a a de minimis amount of blood, and you're not going to need a transfusion anyway. So if you had some reason to think that you were going to have a procedure where you might need blood, you would need to go in and request from the hospital, and many hospitals do this, you would have to request ahead of time that you would like to bank a unit of blood in advance. And when I say in advance, it would have to be greater than six weeks, greater than 42 days in advance of your surgery. You would go in, bank a unit of blood. The other option or another option is if you know your blood type and you have others in your family who have the same blood type, they would be in a position. So you could indicate, if I were to need blood, I would like to, you know, have blood from from somebody who has it in my known family, and therefore you could perhaps uh, do it more close, you know, closely related to the actual surgery. Steve, before you leave, and this is something that, again, kind of goes into you and I, you know, talking on the business side and technology and so on, why hasn't anybody yet, because I could see down the road this being a huge business opportunity to have blood banks of quote-unquote virgin blood, never tainted, never vaccinated, and so on. Am I thinking way out of the box, and is that never going to happen, or am I thinking that that could actually be somebody that, you know, something that happens and people make money off of? I, I certainly think that it's a business opportunity that, that could be potentially there probably a couple of years down the line. I mean, I think we have to see more and more evidence of what's really happening with regards to the spike protein and, and all the different, I mean, we know today we've seen plenty of examples as Kelly's, you know, brought up about cancer rates and 143,000% increase in cancer, you know, rates in the U S or places that have been vaccinated. All those things are an issue. So it may become an issue 
down the line. I don't know if it's there quite yet. But there's something else you need to think about that you said earlier, John, in the conversation we started in the first hour, which is there are people who are trying to get people to agree that we should give amnesty to people who have made significant yep. mistakes and want to be held accountable. So just one second on this. The only reason you give somebody amnesty is because they admit that they did something significantly wrong. Right. Right. So right. we have that. We have the vaccine companies admitting they never tested the vaccine to prevent transmission, yet they sold it to people worldwide on the idea that if you don't get it, you're a heartless individual because you're risking people getting the, the virus from you, but yet the vaccine didn't stop transmission. And there's a many, many other things you could list. You know, the source of it wasn't really the wet market. I mean, there were all these lies right. and the need for amnesty. Why would anyone believe a commercial from a government or from a vaccine manufacturer that it's a safe and effective vaccine. Hmm. Why, why do you need amnesty if this stuff didn't happen? I don't get it. And Great I think point. We have to focus on that, and people need to realize before they trust somebody on these vaccines and on the whole situation, there's no reason you need amnesty if something really yep. wrong didn't happen, and obviously it did. That's right. Steve, I'll let you go. I know that you said you'd stay through the first segment, which yep. is where we're at. I appreciate you very much, sir. Thanks, guys. Thanks, You're very guys. welcome. Appreciate it. Dr. Kelly Thank and myself, you. we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. And uh, absolutely, or sorry, uh, let's see. Oh, up next, it's Affordable Mortgage Mortgage. Kurt Rogers, who's going to join me here at 5 o'clock. Anything you need when it comes to a mortgage, he is like Dr. Kelly when it comes to COVID. Kurt is that when it comes to mortgages. 720-895-0500. Rates just keep going up, making it harder to buy or refinance a home. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Make your 30-year payment, but own your home in 15 years, all while paying half the interest. Have access to your equity for 30 years without having to refinance and pay more fees. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. There are thousands of customers taking advantage of this simple interest loan. It's times like this when you can really save in your interest costs and pay less. Go to AIMortgage.net and see our Google reviews about the Asset Manager Mortgage. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get up to 90% loan to value and up to $2 million in loan amount, all at the same rate as a $100,000 loan. Whether you want a condo, second home, investment, or cash out, all come with the same rate. No more paying higher fees and higher rates. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Pay less interest and own your home faster. Call 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by door, equal credit lender. Absolute electrical heating and air, folks. Again, anything you need when it comes to HVAC or electrical surge protection, they can do that as well. You name it, they're there for you. KLZRadio.com is the place to find them. Don't let a broken furnace mean that your family's comfort is at stake. Get your furnace evaluated at Absolute Electrical Heating and Air to make sure you stay cozy in your house all winter long. Your home and family are their main concerns, so Absolute does everything they can to complete the installation and five-star cleanup in just one day. That way, you and your family can get back to normal life as soon as possible. Absolute also has a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee. Customer proven with over 1,250 Google reviews at 4.9 stars. They have flexible and family-friendly financing so you can get the replacement you need without putting yourself out before the holidays. Get your cost-free, friendly estimate with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air right now. Just go to klzradio.com absolute or call 720-526-0231 to get in contact with them today. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. 
All right, High Five Plumbing, and it is a place to go for any plumbing need, including maintenance items. They can do all of that, including instant hot water heaters. You name it, they're there for you. They are your local plumber. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Your sump pump protects your home from water damage when it's working. High Five Plumbing will ensure your sump pump does its job preventing irreversible water damage with a sump pump tune-up or replacement. Colorado weather is unpredictable. And snow can quickly melt into runoff that may find its way into your home by seeping into the foundation, causing water damage that you can't even see. Make sure your sump pump is in good working order with a repair or replacement from High Five Plumbing. Your sump pump prevents a minor plumbing issue from becoming urgent, but only when it's functioning properly. Call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445 to ensure your sump pump is ready for this winter weather. Or fill out a contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing. Mention KLZ when you schedule any appointment for a waived service fee and a free tub of BioClean drain cleaner. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends in a high five. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560, Dr. Kelly Victory with us. And next question, Dr. Kelly, because this one does go along with what we just talked about a moment ago. This listener says, I have hemo, I'm not going to pronounce this one right, chromatosis, am I saying that right? Uh-huh. And, gave, yeah, and give blood every three weeks. Can I have them each time hold it in my name? Uh, well, it, it doesn't last forever is the issue. I mean, blood expires, and general, generally um, it, they might be willing to hold a unit of blood if you had an upcoming surgery, but it wouldn't make sense to just say, you know, just sort of bank it for me uh, and start stockpiling mm-hmm. your own blood. Um, so uh, I, I think the answer is probably no. If, now, it might be different if you had an upcoming surgical procedure and you right. said to them, you know, I'd like to have you hold this because I know I'm having surgery on this date. Um, it would be different. But otherwise, and I don't think people should be, um, you know, the reality is most people, fortunately, don't end up needing a blood transfusion. They're primarily associated with the traumatic events, and those uh, you, you cannot predict. Um, so I think of all the things to be worrying about, that's probably not the top of my list. Right. We have so many things that are legitimate to worry about at this point. And I'm not saying that, that there isn't concern there, because there is. And I've been sounding the alarm about the blood supply right. issue from the beginning. Right. Uh, I just don't think there's a great fix to it. And I think there are other things that we should be working on right now, uh, including the fact, again, that people should focus on the things that they can impact. Right. Um, I see, you know, people constantly worried about some of these things, and I'm thinking, you know, and, and again, this is not a, um, a criticism or a shaming, but I, I look at my, you know, friends and colleagues who still have weight issues, who still have obesity. They're still smoking. The primary risk factor. They're still smoking. They're not getting exercise. They eat horribly. Uh, they drink in excess or they don't get adequate sleep. Right. Those sorts of things. I'm thinking, address the things that are right in front of you. Right. You can worry all day long right. about the blood supply. <laughs> and you can worry about whether the person on the bus is shedding yeah. their spike proteins on you. You know, these are all things. But let's what focus. And yep. I know it's uncomfortable, but let's focus on the things that might take a little hard work on your part, right. but you really can make an impact on. That's you right. can say, I am going to honestly get on a vitamin uh, supplement routine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow this advice, and I'm going to start supplementing vitamin D. I'm going to go out, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to work hard on the basics, 
eating, you know, more fruits and vegetables or taking a three-mile walk every day or whatever it is for you and focus on those things because people get so far into the trench, so far down into the weeds, John, on worrying about some of these other things that we're making ourselves crazy. You know, I had all these people worried about monkeypox and worried about, you know, RSV. And you know, Let's worry about the things that you can actually impact because there are a lot of them and they make a difference. So, so that's really where I would direct people at this yep. point. And, you know, November of 2022, my advice going into this holiday season is try to worry less about those things that you can't change. If you got vaccinated, okay, chalk it up. You yep, did. you're done. You had your that's own right. reasons for it. Well, you had your reasons for doing it, and many of them may have been good ones. I have uh, many, many friends and family members who did it because they needed to keep their jobs. It's not they knew it. They didn't want to do it. Yep. Uh, I felt badly for them. They were coerced or mandated to do it. Whatever your reasons were, okay, you know, you can only you know if it was right for you. Right. At this point, focus on those things that you can do that you can change. Focus on where you can make an impact uh, on your own health and wellness and your ability to get through this. Next question. Uh, if ivermectin is also considered an antiviral, will it be effective for shingles? My 14-year-old daughter just came down with it. She's not vaxxed with the COVID vaccine. Will it work better than Valtrex? So she got chickenpox vaccine. I guess still has uh, shingles, which is a form of chickenpox to my knowledge. But she did not get the COVID shot. Thoughts? Yeah, unfortunately, there's no. You are correct. Ivermectin is an antiviral, but I would that we have better antivirals for shingles, which is a herpes virus. Uh, so Valtrex is specifically an antiviral for that particular virus okay. for the herpes family of viruses. So it's a good good question. Um, Ivermectin has broad antiviral properties. But I would never um, take that over Valtrex because Valtrex is targeted specifically to that family of viruses. Okay, makes total sense. Let's see if I can squeeze one more in. Uh, any hesitation on people getting the flu shot this year, especially if they're elderly, because we've heard that the flu shot can be pretty uh, potent. Is that a problem for people and what should they do there? You know, you really have to follow, you know, your own medical uh, sort of, you, you need to know your own medical background. Um, I have concerns about people getting the flu and RSV this year for two reasons. Number one, because many people's immune systems, particularly children, have been suppressed by yes. virtue of the lockdown. Yes. Uh, the immune system is like, it's kind of like a muscle. If you don't exercise it regularly, it becomes fat and lazy. Uh, and that's what's happened with the immune systems for many children. They've become senescent. If you become the boy in the bubble, meaning that you never come in contact with any germs or any pathogens, your immune system sort of goes to sleep. When you add that on top of the immunosuppressive effect of the COVID vaccines, and we know that they suppress the immune system, we know that people who are multiply vaccinated with COVID shots do not mount the expected immune response when they come into contact with COVID in the future. And that's why you have actually an increased risk of of contracting COVID uh, following the third shot. Uh, compared to people who were never vaccinated at all. So my concern is, what? well, we know that 
they are at higher risk for contracting COVID. We don't know what's going to happen mm. when heavily vaccinated people come into contact with influenza, for example. Right. Are they going to have a worse go of it? So it's a bit of an unknown. Um, I would. I am recommending uh, that people who have gotten influenza vaccines in the past that they get those vaccines as they normally would. Okay. I do not get va- vaccinated personally for influenza. Uh, I am of an age and a a health status that I feel that I am better off uh, facing the risk of influenza than in getting vaccinated with a vaccine that, you know, may at best be about 60 percent effective and in most years is closer to 40 percent. And I'd rather save my influenza vaccination for when I get older uh, and, you know, have perhaps other underlying medical conditions. And so I don't do it. But I'm recommending that if you routinely get an influenza shot, I don't think there's any reason this year that you shouldn't. Perfect. All right, folks, any other questions, text us 307 282 We've got about 30 minutes or so left of Dr. Kelly Victory is also. You've got a question, please let us know. I'll add it to the list. Golden Eagle Financial is next. Al Smith, he is our expert when it comes to financial uh, topics, the things that we're talking about today with Dr. Kelly. Well, he is the expert when it comes to finances. 303-744-1128. Sometimes your money doesn't work very hard for you when you need it the most. Like in retirement, Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial can help you find alternative products with more strategic potential so your money is positioned better to work for you. Your approach to growing and maintaining a nest egg should be personalized to your lifestyle. Al can help position your money to grow in a way that feels manageable to you so you have additional income through retirement without making major sacrifices. Al considers factors like your risk tolerance, the kind of long-term growth you want to see, and how much income you'll need long-term to maximize the longevity of your nest egg. Make your money work for you, starting with a fresh look from Golden Eagle Financial at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Advisor. You had no clue that your headlights were so dim until it started getting darker earlier. And then you realized you could hardly see anything while you were driving home. Extreme Auto Repair will restore your headlights at a reasonable cost without replacing them. Just by clarifying the lens. Don't drive when it's that difficult for you to see the road because that means it's harder for others to see you too. Headlight restoration is more affordable than the alternatives such as replacement or a DIY kit that takes forever and costs nearly as much. Only replace your headlights when you need to. When Extreme is done, your headlights will be functionally comparable to a new car for a reasonable price. Keep yourself and others safe on the road and avoid getting a ticket by calling Extreme Auto Repair right now. Set up your headlight restoration and routine maintenance at 303-841-1071. That's 303-841-1071. Or you can write them a message at klzradio.com slash extreme. Catherine and Robin can help you take control of your foreclosure. I was at a spot to where I could not get my tenant out and um, I was going to lose my house and everything I worked for was going to walk away with nothing. I had just got a call from one of those people who like will give you cash now. They offered me 10 grand and I could walk away right now. I googled real estate agents who can sell houses fast or something like that and I just called. 
I hadn't gotten a dime from the tenant or the tenant previous for the whole time they were there. And, and I didn't have any money. I call them my angels. It was only possible because of these two and, and the kindness of their hearts. And I'd recommend them to anyone, to everyone, certainly to everyone I know. What did you end up walking away with? 107,000. 107,000. Yeah. Yeah. So why leave money on the table? Give us a call. Call Catherine Pickering and Robin Lewis Oglesby of K&R Home Transitions now at 720-437-8210. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we're back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. All right, Dr. Kelly, here is a question, and we've got this one from time to time as well. Had COVID a year ago. Now some foods and drinks have a metallic taste. Can I get that to go away? Yeah, it's interesting. The loss of sense of taste and smell or the disruption of them is a very disconcerting symptom. It is not specific to COVID. Uh, it happens with other viral infections as well. Uh, but was very, very common with COVID. It's actually an attack, believe it or not, not on your taste buds. It's really the olfactory nerve. It's really mm. uh, an attack of the virus on the nerve that controls smell, but smell is so closely associated with taste that it impacts your, you believe that it's actually affecting the taste buds, but it does, in fact, uh, impact your olfactory nerve. The good news is the olfactory nerve is the only one of the cranial nerves that is capable of regenerating. So it can get repaired from that damage, but it takes time and a lot of time in some people. The only thing that um, I know specifically that can enhance that, that repair is supplementing zinc if you aren't already doing it. We yeah. know that uh, zinc deficiency uh, is associated with prolonged symptoms of loss of sense of taste and smell. So if you're not already taking zinc, I would recommend that you do take a moderate dose of zinc for some weeks and see if that helps. Otherwise, unfortunately, it's tincture of time. Uh, most people, the good news is for most people, it ultimately returns to normal. But it is, and I feel for you because it is a... Um, a really disconcerting symptom, as I said. Okay. A question came in via phone. Can animals get COVID? And if so, can that transfer go back and forth? There was also really quick a question on rabies, which I can answer. Rabies shots are typically required by the county you live in. Look up the law in your county. It'll tell you how often you're supposed to have rabies, but typically it's an annual situation that you have to have in some cases, maybe biannual, but look up your local regs and it'll tell you on the rabies side, but on the animals and COVID, what are your thoughts, Dr. Kelly? Yeah, well, coronaviruses, by definition, are zoonotic. They can jump from species to species, and that was the basis, uh, you know, that the wet mm-hmm. market theory came up, because coronaviruses can go from uh, from different species to humans and back again. Uh, COVID-19 specifically has been reported in a number of different animals, although I think the veracity of those reports is somewhat in question, meaning, uh, you know, I don't know how they proved that, a, you know, the zebra or the dog or the whatever in the zoo, I think at one point it was rhinoceros or some, you know, something at some zoo supposedly had covid um, we certainly haven't had significant reports of it going back and forth from humans to animals, but by definition, it is zoonotic, so it is pos- you know it is potentially possible. Okay, 
All right. Uh, hair loss when it comes to COVID. Is that something that has been happening? If so, how do you reverse it? And again, not from the vaccine itself, but, you know, just and I've got family members even that had COVID and they claimed, you know, even during that or shortly after a hair loss. In some cases, it didn't happen until months after. Is that something else or can that be related to COVID? Very, very common. Very common, not only with COVID, by the way, but with any severe viral illness or, okay. frankly, with any severe illness. Okay. Here, here is a great, uh, it's a trailing indicator, meaning it happens after the fact, um, but it is an indicator of significant bodily stress. When I say stress, I don't mean necessarily psychological stress. It can be physical stress. Okay. We first saw it, interestingly, in uh, fighter pilots returning from the Second World War after they were back a couple of two or three months after they returned and were now supposedly sort of at rest and at peace and not in, in a war scenario. They started losing their hair. And we realized that it was a it was a response to significant prolonged stress. Many women will lose hair following childbirth after uh, a long pregnancy. Uh, people will have hair loss following big traumas, meaning you know a, a, um, a physical trauma, a car accident, or something that lands them in the hospital for a long period of time. And without question, severe illnesses, infectious diseases, whether it's a severe bout of influenza or, in this case, COVID, absolutely you can suffer from hair loss. The great uh, part of this is that it is almost entirely, almost 100 uh, percent reversible. Okay. It stops on its own. Um, it will you will not go bald uh, okay. with with exceedingly rare exception. So um, it's just a matter, again, of your body, the body's reaction to a huge uh, stress that it underwent and just go along with your business and your hair will stop falling out. And by the way, that was something I already had on my list. We got a question on it a moment ago as well. So we got that one handled. That worked out very well. So uh, for those of you listening that just sent that in, there was your answer. All right. Somebody said, I read that Colorado has experimental mRNA shots for flu, new RSV and other shots. Is this true? Well, they've been working for a long time on coming up with a combined vaccine for influenza and COVID. They've been talking about that. Uh, they're very, very excited. Now, I've said from the very beginning that uh, much of the fervor about rolling out these COVID vaccines is because I believe they want to mm -hmm. make uh, mRNA a household word. They right. want people to believe that mRNA is the panacea. Yeah, it's a cure-all. Uh, yeah, exactly. That is the perfect thing, is the perfect vehicle uh, for an influenza vaccine, for treatment for heart damage, you know, now as a treatment for RSV. You can now I'm reading about we're going to have a vaccine to prevent uh, opiate addiction oh, and on and on. So um, at this point, you know, again, I am not anti-vaccine at all. I'm extraordinarily pro-vaccine. What I have is concerns about rushing any therapeutic mm -hmm. to market before it's been adequately tested. I'm pro-science. I'm pro-safety. So I wouldn't roll out a heart medication or an antibiotic or a chemotherapy agent either, uh, you know, in a matter of months with zero safety data behind it. Right. So all of these vaccines need to go through the rigorous testing. Unfortunately, that generally means eight to ten years of testing. 
because that's how long it takes to fully understand what the response of the immune system is going to be. Many times, John, we don't know that something is going to uh, react the way that it does, particularly when it comes to the immune system, for some years. Mm -hmm. And so unless we, you know, we need time to figure out what are the long-term impacts of any particular treatment uh, on fertility, on autoimmune diseases, on the immune system in general, on neurologic development, uh, and so forth. So, uh, yes, people are working on these. None of them have received uh, emergency use authorization, and there would be no uh, rationale for doing that. So they are working on combined um, influenza and COVID vaccines. They're working on mRNA uh, therapies, not just vaccines for infectious diseases, but as I said, as treatment for cancer, for heart injury, for opiate uh, addiction, uh, and a number of other things, but none of them are commercially available at this point. Okay. Last one before we go to our next break. My dad did a D-dimer. Am I saying that right? D-dimer test? Uh, yes. Came mm-hmm. back positive. How good is the test, and is there more blood tests that he should do? His back started hurting right after that test. Can that have anything to do with a blood clot? I know this is not really COVID-related, but... Well, the D-dimer test is an extraordinarily sensitive test that looks for evidence of blood clotting. Okay. So I have no idea why he had that test done. If he, I don't know why he was looking for clotting, if it was related to COVID, related to COVID vaccines, or related to something else. Okay. But the answer to the question is, is it ex- exceedingly sensitive? So if the D-dimer test is positive, uh, then he's having a clotting issue somewhere. Okay. Um, whether I'm not sure I'm tying into the relationship to the back pain, if, if that's why he got the test in the first place, or if they're asking if he got back pain from having a blood test, I, I'm not. I'm not following. No, I don't that either. But I, I can tell you that depending upon where the clot's at and where it's located in his body and so on, can it cause pain? Yeah, absolutely can. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not a doctor, but I know that much. Right, exactly. And 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 tangential to this question, I would say that the doctors um, who were following, and many of my colleagues were doing routinely doing D-dimer tests in patients following vaccination, we're seeing a massive increase in positive tests, meaning people are getting vaccinated and their D-dimers would go up in the same way that people get vaccinated and their cardiac enzymes and many times are increasing, which is a, a you know sign that they are having some element of cardiac damage. So there are many things. All of these are the types of things that should have been, would have been, tested for during the prolonged testing period on the vaccines if they'd gone through the the routine standard, uh, you know, sort of uh, protracted testing period. But they didn't. So these are things that, we, you know, should have been asked and answered. We should have known, you know, what is the, res- the impact, for example, on ovulation? What is the impact yeah. on menstrual cycles? Yeah. What is the impact on neurologic development? What is the you know, risk of new onset seizures? What is the risk of myocarditis, pericarditis, all of these things? But none of that was tested. And that is what gives me huge concern about these vaccines. Also noticed today, and again, I don't know how much of this is even true. You see a little news blurb come out. I haven't had a chance to even research it, but Evidently, the poster child for childhood vaccines, literally the poster child they used for childhood vaccines, has now passed away. That's correct. I think he's Argentinian, little boy, uh, four years old, 
died suddenly. Uh, sound familiar? Yes, very much uh, I so. Have not, they, they, I have not seen a cause of death. I, I don't know if they have one yet or not, but they have. Uh, and you may never I, see I it, by the way. Seen it. Exactly. But, uh, you know, certainly four-year-old children don't routinely nope. die suddenly. Um, and we are seeing an awful lot of that. Uh, with regard to the athletes, you know, for those people who claim um, that it's just being overreported or that it's sensationalized, no. you know, there was a very, very well-controlled study done by the International Olympic Committee well before COVID. I think it was conducted in 2009, looking at data from 1988 to 2006 and calculated the number on average of uh, Olympic level or professional level athletes globally who, quote, die suddenly. Hmm. And the average, and this was the International Olympic Committee, the average was about 29 per year, 29 athletes of that level, uh, you know, professional level athletes die suddenly on an annual basis during that period. And the vast majority of them were found to have previously undiagnosed cardiac issues on autopsy. Um, That was almost all of them. Then fast forward to 2021, we were having upwards of 100, 150 per month. Wow. Per month. Wow. Dying suddenly. Okay. So, so we have now had well over, you know, we're, we're now yep. in the, you know, thousands yep. when the average had been 29 per year. So something's happening. Now, yep. can I say that that's all that's re- secondary to the vaccine? No, maybe it's global warming, John. Maybe it's I don't know what. You know, you figure it out. But the, but the reality is this. Yeah. Somebody better start asking the question. Yep. And somebody, and those somebody's, there, it turns out in the United States, we actually have an agency whose job it is to figure it out. The CDC. There are 40,000 employees at the CDC. Don't you think some of them might, they might have the capacity to form a task force to start looking at what the heck is causing this massive increase in died suddenly in professional level athletes? Because I think that's sort of a compelling question. I agree. And here's the answer. And as you know, Dr. Kelly, only if they want to. Problem is they don't want to. Exactly. And so that's where, you know, people say, well, you can't say that's the, the vaccine. I say, okay, great. Prove I'm it's open not. to other ideas. Right. Prove it's I, not. I'm open to other ideas. But, but why is somebody not looking at why aren't they asking the question right. when somebody isn't at absolutely apoplectic and up at arms and raising the alarm bells and saying, holy hell, we have something very, very bad going on here. Then I think I have a right and everyone has a right to ask. Why aren't you concerned about that? Because that sounds pretty darn concerning to me. Agree. Great stopping point. We'll come right back, folks. Again, Dr. Kelly Victory, any questions, keep texting. And we've got some. Got another segment left with her. We can ask more questions and get them answered. 307-200-8222. Solar Energy Partners is next. Alan Davis wants to help you with your future energy needs. And that is a big deal because prices are not coming down. So call him today. Find out how the new program works. 303-378-7537. Imagine what having a $0 per month electricity bill would be like in retirement. As soon as you get solar installed with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners, you'll start saving on your power bill. The monthly cost for solar will never increase no matter how much energy you use. Owning solar is like having a net zero power bill that eventually turns into a monthly credit when you finish the monthly payments on the solar panels. What you save can give you extra money each month to use as you see fit. Installing solar used to be cost prohibitive, but not anymore. 
Just consider the amount of money you shell out every month on your power bill alone. The energy provider profits on that money because it isn't being invested. Investing your payments in solar means that, that money will actually serve a purpose. When you finish your payments, you won't have to pay for power anymore. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to set up a consultation appointment. 303-378-7537. 303-378-7537. Or visit klzradio.com sun. American National Insurance, get insured today properly and save money at the same time. My agent, Paul Lewinberger, would love to help you. 303-662-0789. Almost one in six drivers is uninsured in Colorado. That's not something you want to hear going into the colder months. Work with Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance and get back what the accident actually cost you with the right policy accounting for the total expense. Your chances of getting into an accident increase substantially when the temperatures drop. Facing snow, ice, slick conditions, and a slew of uninsured drivers, you should be covered in the case that you got into a wreck right now because you never know. Paul Lewinberger makes you financially whole in the worst-case scenario with the proper coverage. Shorter days mean that you're at an increased risk for more of the day. Sufficient coverage is the bare minimum, but the right coverage should make you financially whole again. Call Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance right now at 303-662-0789. Again, 303-662-0789 and secure yourself financially today. All right, get uh, not only uh, financially handled when it comes to that, but... On the same token, get your estate plan in order as well. And by the way, insurance and all that has a play in all of this as well. Call Michael today. He is our mobile estate planner, 720-394-6887. When your family sits down for Thanksgiving dinner, everyone knows the rules. No politics, no religion, and no arguments. And even though there's no rule against it, bringing up getting an estate plan right then probably isn't a great idea either. On any other day, Michael Bailey will gladly meet you at a location that's convenient for you, helping you plan an estate for you or your family member. While bringing up estate planning at the dinner table will definitely get you in trouble with your family, making an appointment with mobile estate planner Michael Bailey will only get you thanks for doing the uncomfortable but important thing. Don't be the Thanksgiving dinner downer. Set up a free, zero-risk consultation with mobile estate planner Michael Bailey today at klzradio.com slash estate today or call him at 720-730-7274. That's 720-730-7274. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Dr. Kelly Victory with us today. And again, you can go to rushtoreason.com and look at all of her credentials and all of our past shows and things are there as well. Dr. Kelly, in the first hour, you talked about a website, which first time I'd heard of it, so I'm glad you did. I put it in our notes. Howbadismybatch.com. I thought for some of those folks, maybe they didn't get a chance to hear that first hour. What is that website and what does that tell folks? Yeah, what it is is you can actually go in and enter the um, lot number, the the manufacturer, meaning Moderna, J&J, Pfizer, yeah, and then the lot number of your vaccine, which is available on your vaccine card that you got, and it will tell you how many adverse events have been reported. doesn't mean it's all the ones that have happened, but it'll tell you how many have been reported in that batch. Okay. It turns out that about 
80% of the adverse events that we are seeing, which is everything from blood clots to heart attacks, strokes, you know, neurologic issues, death, um, about 80% of them seem to be associated with 20% of the total lots of mm. vaccines, okay. meaning that the lots are not all equivalent in terms of the adverse events. That you know, is, is very concerning in mm-hmm. its own right, because anybody knows if you've been involved in manufacturing, you shouldn't have that type of discrepancy. Uh, it means that either there was very, very poor quality control mm-hmm. in the manufacturing process, or that something else... Or they change the formula uh, or something along those lines. They change the, something else very right. you know, nefarious. Right. Going on. They change something, they change the formulation, or they sent different types of batches, and they're totally different, that one batch is a completely different yep. thing than another. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have a good explanation for it, but um, that's what the website's about, so it might be worth going and taking okay. a look. All right, please ask Dr. Kelly. We take a zinc quercetin and a multivitamin the multivitamin has 100 percent of the recommended c and d what else do we need i'm sorry what are the things that they're taking repeat the zinc quercetin and a multivitamin the multivitamin has 100 percent of the recommended c and d what else do they need yeah i think well i think those are the basics as long as you're getting enough vitamin d we know that vitamin d deficiency is always been associated with a bad outcome or worse disease with covid and vitamin d deficiency is very very common in the u.s uh more than 80 percent of black people 50 percent of latinos and upwards of 30 percent of caucasians are vitamin d deficient so supplementing vitamin D is very important. Um, zinc is a great antiviral, not just for COVID, but for all things. So, you know, we're entering cold and flu season, yep. so it makes sense to be supplementing that. Um, quercetin is great because it helps to drive zinc into the cells uh, where it can do its work. Otherwise, zinc has a hard time actually be getting intracellular. Um, there are lots of other things you could be taking. Uh, you know, I'm a, there's, there's, comes a point when there's just so many supplements you can take. Many people take uh, N-acetylcysteine, which is called NAC, N-A-C. Um, there are people supplementing selenium. All of these are good ideas, but at some point, I'm a big proponent of once you're supplementing zinc, vitamin D, and C, taking some quercetin to help the zinc get into the cells, then I really recommend people focus more on diet and less on uh, taking okay. a handful of pills. Okay. Uh, we eat such a lousy diet in yep. this country. Agree. Um, uh, you know, even uh, and I fall prey to it too. Listen, yeah, we I all do. Every single That's right. Week. We all do. And, you know, I'm, it you takes know, work. Run, run, running through, yeah, running through Denver Airport. I'll tell you the you know the the donuts uh, look a lot tastier than than the salads. Yep. Um, and so it's you know it's it's tough, but you have to really make a commitment to it and say I'm going to work on. Um, you know, really, really focusing on nutrition, stay out of the fast food places, yep. uh, get out there and take a walk, be in the fresh air, get together with friends and family, you know, uh, have a glass of wine if you enjoy one, and uh, really try to get off the stress train. Man, I I, we have been living Agreed. just in this quagmire of stress. Uh, and again, I, no one knows it better than I. I mean, I, it is a stressful time. And you need to take time away, take your dog for a walk, get together with yep. uh, with people and laugh. Because we're not doing ourselves any good to just constantly be swimming in this, you know, cesspool of stress. Agreed. Last question. This is mine, actually, which I sort of saved for last. And it has to do with RSV. 
Is there anything that we can do to keep ourselves from getting RSV and are certain people at higher? I mean, I know young babies and such are at higher risk, but when it comes to adults, are some people at more risk than others when it comes to RSV, Dr. Kelly? Again, it's people primarily, as you said, number one, young children are at risk from it, and it is always posed. RSV and influenza have always posed a far higher risk to young people and infants okay. than COVID ever did. Just because their uh, lungs aren't you know, fully developed and, and so on, am I thinking correctly? Yeah, yes, yes, exactly. And that they can, okay. you know, young kids can get quite sick with that. Okay. Um, there is not more, in my estimation, there is not more RSV out there this year than in previous years. Um, absolutely, you know, the elderly and those people with underlying lung issues, asthma, COPD, emphysema, those sorts of things, are always at higher risk from respiratory viruses. The rest of us, I have never in my entire life been concerned about contracting RSV. Uh, just so you know, it, it, it is on, it is a rate zero on my concern factor. Um, I have very little risk about influenza. You, you know, I might get it, and I don't want to get the flu. Right. But if I get it, right. I'm going to be sick and feel like you know, yeah, big deal. Uh, feel yeah. poorly yep. for for seven to ten days, and it's not what I want. But I know I can handle it. Okay. I don't think people need to be running around worried about RSV at all. Okay. Uh, it's the same thing as any other respiratory virus. Uh, I try to, you know, avoid people who are actively sneezing and coughing in my face. Sure. Uh, you know, I wash my hands regularly. I use a tissue, to, you know, to cover right. my mouth and right. nose when I sneeze if I can. Uh, and I stay home from social events if I'm feeling really lousy. Um, the stuff that we always did, common sense things. Um, I really, it, my personal opinion is that there's no reason to have any more concern about RSV this year than you have in the past. All right, that does it. Dr. Kelly Victory, thank you. Two hours goes by really, really fast. If you're listening to one of our replay shows, thank you very much. You can always direct somebody to our website. They can listen there for themselves as well. You can even send links to what we've done in the past or this particular show to your friends and family as well. And if you're listening on Thanksgiving Day, thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Dr. Kelly, I'm very thankful for you. You've become a great friend of not only of mine, but the show, many of our listeners. And we are we are indebted to you beyond measure. There's nothing I can say that would that would mean enough to really give you the thankfulness we have for you. Well, thanks for saying that. I appreciate the uh, platform and the opportunity to be here and to talk with your listeners. Uh, John, it's been a time of such unbelievable censorship mm. uh, that, that it's important for people to be able to hear. Uh, feel free to disagree with me. I always am happy to take questions and argue, but I want to argue about the data, about the real science, right. common sense. Robust, vigorous debate uh, is important, and we need to make this information available to people so they can hear something other than the uh, standard narrative. I'll let you go. Dr. Kelly, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. You bet. Have a great night, and uh, what a joy to talk to her on a weekly basis. Roof Savers of Colorado is next. Dave Hart wants to help you with your roof, which, you know, this time of the year as we head into the winter months, got to make sure you're all dialed in, sealed up, you don't have any issues, and some of you may be up putting on Christmas lights and noticing a few things that need attention. Dave can help you with all of that, including a complete roof replacement, 303-710-6916. Leaves are falling, squirrels are burying their nuts, and pumpkin spice is everywhere. Winter is coming, and you need the assurance that your family has a reliable roof over their heads. Hi, this is Madison Hart. And Elizabeth Hart. Don't want to replace your roof yet? We know just the guy. Call our dad, Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, and he may be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a RoofMax treatment. 
With a dry roof and a temperature of at least 38 degrees, he can still spray the treatment. And it gets better. Because RoofMax is a 100% plant-based product, you can keep your family, pets, and even a squirrel safe. Our dad has helped 95% of his clients avoid a costly replacement. But if your roof needs a replacement, he can do that too. He's just that cool. Need the peace of mind that your roof will hold up through a Colorado winter? Call our dad at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversColorado.com and he will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. This isn't Rage Radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, that's it again. Thank you all for listening very much. We appreciate it. If you're listening to a replay show, thank you for that as well. You can still text us questions, 307 282 And don't forget, you can send anybody uh, our links, how to listen to the show, all the information that we have. It's all in our show notes section on the website, rushtoreason.com. We got another full hour coming your way. But again, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.